From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. We are day two in the fabulous Florida tour, down here in West Palm Beach, having a fabulous time. The weather has been nothing short of excellent, and, well... Hey, we've still got plenty more shows left. Uh, Before we get into today's adventure into podcasting, you can always uh, find us at inblackandright.net, which is our website. We've added an archives page where you can find uh, shows from last month. Uh, We have a lot of them from April. We're still building We're still building it. It still has a little ways to go before we get all of the episodes from April, but they are available. Also, you can check out In Black and Right Daily on our Rumble page. Um, That will be available a little later today uh, from down here in West Palm Beach. And also, as always, you can send us email, inblackandright at gmail.com. Questions, comments, shoutouts, what have you. Look forward to getting some of those. Well, folks, as we are continuing down here in beautiful West Palm Beach, uh, things are kind of interesting in the news today, just going for a few things right now. Now, fortunately, well, or unfortunately, I'm not exactly sure how to really interpret this, but apparently Joe Biden has actually shown something that's reasonable and something that makes sense, which is very unusual for the gaff-ridden, dementia-riddled president that we have. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm I'm just going to just call it as it is. The man does need help. But apparently, uh, in a reversal of his previous position of, we're not going to negotiate on the debt ceiling, well, apparently, Joe Biden has actually maybe hmm, caught a little bit of light. Uh, in well, well, maybe not so much caught the light, but hmm, well, I'm not exactly sure exactly how you put it. But he has invited um, Joe Biden has invited uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy uh, to negotiate on the debt on the debt ceiling. And McCarthy has graciously accepted, which is really kind of weird. Maybe it's the fact that the Republican House actually did pass a bill to try to deal with the issue, uh, getting ahead of uh, Biden and his economic ding-dongs over there at the White House. Uh, Grandma Janet Yellen has no clue what she's doing. Neither does Jerome Powell over at the Fed. And apparently, the other uh, supposed uh, experts that he has working for him just cannot get it through their thick heads. Um, That we are in a really ugly position 
uh, as a nation. You know, of course, they're screaming about the full faith and credit of the United States along with their media minions. Well, sorry, if, if for whatever reason, Biden wants to continue to be a hardliner and not negotiate versus the MAGA Republicans in the House who actually do want to work with him and actually, shall we say, exercise Finally, some fiscal discipline and prioritize. Hey, there's an idea. Prioritize payments. Negotiate what's important after you pay Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, and maybe a couple of other things. Fine, take care of that and then prioritize what's left. We have enough. Uh, even though we're not seeing as many uh, revenues uh, as we've had in the past because of two years of Biden, but we still take in enough to handle those priorities, take them off the table, pay them, pay the, service the interest on the debt, pay Social Security, so on and so on, and then, hey, here we go. Then you decide what you pay, what you pay for, with what's left, because we can't keep going the way we've been going. It is using a favorite word of the left. It's unsustainable, y'all. I mean, it's totally unsustainable. But yet, hey, maybe just maybe they'll come to some type of an agreement before June because they're just going to scream. Yep, they're just going to continue on and on to scream and scream and scream, you know. Full faith and credit, the Republicans are going to ruin it for everybody, and yet uh, the Democrats aren't going to take any credit uh, for this mess. Uh, get over yourselves, Democrats. You're just as responsible for the collaborationist Republicans who, with the crazy spending, the monstrosity of an omnibus bill that really threw a monkey wrench uh, into the incoming Republican House back in January. Thank you very much, Mitch McConnell, and all your other messed up Republican friends who are nothing short of collaborationists. So now, okay, yay, happy, happy. So Biden's uh, finally looking to meet with McCarthy. Yay. Happy, happy. So let's see what let's see what happens. Let's see if finally the intransigent Democrats are actually going to, shall we say, hey, let's get responsible. Ay ay ay. So what can you do? Let's see what happens because the meeting's not really until next week. But let's see what happens after that. Okay, let's see, as we go through the wacky world of news, oh, well, here's something interesting, oh, breaking news uh, from across the pond, as they say. Apparently, the Irish government has passed a law, and I want to get this because I don't want to, um, I don't want to mess it up at all. 
So, anyway, over in Ireland, the Irish Parliament has voted on a law that, well, now pre effectively prevents anybody in Ireland from either seeing or making any kind of content comment about any non-mainstream media content. So, in other words, the Irish are making a law that Democrats here in and the radical wackadoodle left are, are attempting to do through censorship. Now, the Irish government is making censorship essentially legal. You can't watch certain things. You can't watch anything if it's not commented on or reported by the Irish slash British media. I mean, oh my gosh. The Irish have now put this idea, well, actually, I think they took the idea from uh, the American left and took it and ran. Oh my gosh, they just totally ran with it. And um, I'm going to try and find uh, more on this and what it actually says in this particular piece of legislation, but wow. That is breaking news, even though it's not from America, but we're so stinking close to it, 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 it kind of freaks me out. But what can you do? Anyway, um, so and I'll do some more commenting on that. But let's see what else. Oh, here's something from the, okay, this just plain doesn't make sense department. And it has, and from Michigan, of all places, ay ay ay. Just looking at the headline was enough to either shock me or tick me off. And if you're a parent, this could easily, um, this could easily apply to you. That is for sure. Now, the headline from the, from the story on Just the News, just 5% of Detroit public school students rated proficient. I'm like, why? Are you, are you serious? Only 5% of Detroit public school students are proficient? I mean, I'm assuming that has to do with English, reading, math, writing whatever. I'm like, next. But what just really makes me scratch my head is the sub-headline under that. Statewide, 40% of Michigan's teachers were rated highly effective by their districts, and 99% of all teachers fell within the top two categories in 2021 and 22. So I'm going, what? Wait a minute. How can your teachers be highly effective but only have 5% uh, of kids proficient? Something's not quite right here. Uh, definitely not right here. I'm like, oh my gosh. Just reading the story, and I, and I just want to read one or two paragraphs from it. Because 
this will definitely make you ask the question, what is seriously twisted and wrong with this picture? And from the Just the News story, despite the poor academic showing, Detroit Public Schools Community District gave 53% of its teachers the highest quality evaluation as highly effective in 2022, according to ratings supplied for the state. In fact, 99% of the district's 3,285 teachers were rated either highly effective or effective. So I have to go, what? This is making no sense. It makes no sense at all if you actually have, you know, apply a little logic. How can you have so many teachers rated as highly effective or effective, and yet your your academic performance of your students totally sucks? Hmm? This is why states like Michigan run by a full-blown leftist control freak governor, uh, as well as a full-on hypocrite in Gretchen Gretchen Whitmer, who wreaked havoc on the state of Michigan during COVID, just like other blue states, like New York and Illinois and California, and a few others. So yeah, it's a mess, folks. It's a total mess. And this is why, and people wonder why public education is getting such a hardcore reputation for being completely moronic. Well, when you're more concerned about teaching critical race theory, uh, gender ideology, instead of reading, writing, and arithmetic so that these kids can compete in a complex and highly competitive global economy, well, this is what you get. This is absolutely what you get. And I don't understand why some people are not surprised. I mean, heck, parents sure are. You know, all these teachers getting these nice ratings for being effective, and yet their kids can't compete and of course, if they were already having problems when they were going through COVID and the lockdowns, the school closures, the, in, the sick incestuous relationship between the teachers union and the CDC. Oh yeah, I didn't forget that part. So yeah, any wonder parents are mad. They're incensed is what they are. So... Yeah, that's that's a mess. That's when it's definitely messed up. For sure. Ugh. Let's see what other fun things. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. This story. Actually, there's a couple of stories from The Blaze that I want to get into. But one is, uh, it's funny. It, it, it's it, it's funny in the sense that here we've had all these discussions about men competing in women's sports and how abusive it is, how unfair it is, especially to women, real women, not 
you know, not the Dylan Mulvaney's and all these other highly, well, highly unstable wackadoodles, but actual women. And yet these trans people, these alphabet people, go after uh, real women like Riley Gaines, uh, champion swimmer, worked like crazy. And then, of course, you get this uh, Thomas uh, guy trying to com competing as a woman and taking these records and just shattering them. I mean, the whole discussion is just sick. And frankly, the feminists, you have dropped the ball, ladies. You've totally dropped the ball. Aren't you supposed to have, uh, for all these decades, fought for women's rights and women's equality? And now you're not saying jack squat about stuff like this, but the story I wanted to get into was just hilarious to me because <laughs> it's <coughs> it just it's funny to me um, because it doesn't quite fit the normal uh, I guess the normal narrative uh, that most of the alphabet folks come up with, and the headline is great. It's absolutely great from the Blaze. Man wins women's poker tournament in, I'm sorry, man wins women's poker event in Florida. <laughs> I thought, wait, whoa, I got to check this out. And it's hilarious. It's hilarious in the sense that, well, hmm, if you don't want men in women's sports, but this is kind of funny. In the sense that, now, we're, keep in mind, it's a poker tournament, okay? This is not like basketball or swimming or other more physically involved events. This is a, a poker tournament where regardless if you're a man or a woman, you, you use brains, you use intuition, you might need a little bit of luck. But, but that's not gender-specific. And yet, here's a guy, 100% male, doesn't like the whole thing with uh, men competing in women's sports, and yet he goes to a poker tournament here in Florida <laughs> and wins the whole thing. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I absolutely, positively love it. And, uh... <laughs> it's a hoot. It is the biggest hoot reading this story. And the guy who won the women's poker tournament is a guy named Dave Hughes. And he went, and the story's kind of interesting, and I'll just tell you a little bit about it. I'll just read a little. Uh, Dave Hughes won the Ladies No Limit Hold'em event at Seminole Hard Rock in Florida, said he drove over five hours and to visit a friend competing in a seven million dollar poker event at the casino there on in late April. Now, what's just hilarious? I mean, he here's Mr. Hughes getting into this, you know. Who, who said it, who's quoted in the story as saying, 
and I quote, I figured, why not? The ladies, as you know, are just as fierce, capable, and competitive as the men in poker, and smell a lot better as well. <laughs> I love this. You know? You know, I love this. I mean, this isn't discrimination. This is not some guy who, you know, is looking online better just because I'm a man. No. He showed a lot of the women respect. Um, and later, he's also, he, he later added, it during, um, <laughs> at, towards the end of the article, and he's quoted as saying, it's pathetic and embarrassing that we allow our women to be abused and victimized by this nonsense, and eventually the country will wake up and put a stop to this. I loved it. I absolutely love that. Here's a man competing in a women's tournament, and he couldn't be refused entry because it would be in violation of Florida law. But yet, he goes in, he competes with all of these women, and he wins. <laughs> Go figure that. <laughs> that is absolutely crazy. But I love it because this was an example of why some of this nonsense by the by the alphabet crowd just cracks me up. So, yeah, they can, you know, you can, they go out, these demonized trans people with their demonic and violent behavior against Riley Gaines when she went to San Francisco State to speak, and they just got all kinds of crazy. All, I mean, just violent, wild, blind rage. I'm just wow, wow, and wow. That's all I can say. And yet, here's a guy, just your average-looking middle-aged guy, big white beard, and and he's playing against the ladies, and showed, yeah, and he was just, you know, hey, he was very respectful, and yet he won the tournament. Now, you try that, say, if you're talking, uh, oh my gosh, you know, swim meet, uh, volleyball, uh, basketball, I mean, MMA, mixed martial arts, jeez, that's just, and that's really dangerous what they do. You know, you get some guy who thinks he's a woman, goes into the octagon, and beats the living daylights out of another actual woman. Ay, 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 ay. That, that's insane. But it, it, it kind of cracked, I mean, there's, this one is funny, but in some cases, it's not. When I've heard of supposed trans, supposed trans, uh, MMA fighters and what they've done to women, actual, real, biological women, I mean, my gosh, that would be considered domestic abuse in most cases. But, well, these people want to play stupid games and win stupid prizes. 
This is why the whole thing with Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light has cost that company billions of dollars. Not just millions, but billions. In sales, market value, its stock, everything. But yet Dylan Mulvaney, because he's a dude who, want, who thinks he's a lady, is getting all kinds of endorsements out of this. He's making money off of his mental illness. That's weird. I mean, companies like Maybelline Cosmetics uh, and other companies are paying this guy to be a, pretending to be a woman all kinds of money. And he's getting notoriety because these other companies don't want to... They want to be woke, but they're going to suffer the exact same fate as Anheuser-Busch, Disney, and other such organizations who want to play woke. Uh, and it just blows my mind. And really, ladies, this one's on you. Ben Shapiro, I think, said it quite well. It's up to real women to stand up to this nonsense and stop paying guys who pretend to be women. I mean, I, I've done the stories. They, they, A lot of these are not just folks with mental illness, but they're dangerous, and many of them are becoming militant, like this freakazoid on TikTok who is essentially calling other trans people to arm themselves and if anybody has a problem with them with these guys being in a women's bathroom and these moms who want to protect their moms and dads who want to protect their kids uh oh yeah and threatening them to essentially threatening to kill them and and to shoot them votes this isn't funny anymore this is now getting dangerous. I've told people again and again and again. My gosh, folks, can you wake the heck up? Ugh. I don't know what it's going to take, but I'm really hoping we're not going to have another Nashville. I mean, the media already hates Christians. They hate Bible believers. They have no love for Catholics Protestants, anybody who will stand up for biblical principle, they they don't like you, and so therefore, I don't worry about what others say. I don't care what the media thinks of me, because I'm not here to please them. They might think so, but sorry. The, there's only one person I want to please, and, uh, well, his name is Jesus. Okay, you're just going to have to deal with that. Whether you want to deal with that or not is completely up to you, but that's where my, well, my loyalties and everything else lie with him. So, don't know what you're going to do about that. Oh, but my friends, I'm going to call it a day today because if I'm not careful, I'm going to get my, oh, I'm going to end up getting my blood pressure all jacked up and I don't really want to do that right now. I'm having a wonderful time down here in West Palm Beach, and I will be here for the rest of the week. Um, also, just to let you know, 
we will be doing some in black and white dailies from down here. I think the first one will be released this afternoon. So looking forward to doing that. Uh, also, uh, just to let you know, uh, we have made changes on our on our website. We've added an archives page, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, you can also follow, subscribe, follow us on all podcast platforms. And we've had some substantial, um, my gosh, substantial increase in listeners uh, as of late. And we're looking, I'm loving the growth. I'm absolutely loving the growth. And there will be more uh, fun things that will come uh, probably in the next few days. Uh, as well as, you know, we're just, we're just having fun. We're just enjoying beautiful West Palm Beach. I mean, it's hard to believe that they just got hit with a storm recently down here. You know, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and all that. But it's looking fabulous now. So I love it. I'm glad the time... <laughs> thank God the timing was pretty darn good. So for now, I'm just going to say so long. You take care of yourselves, everybody. More coming from here in West Palm Beach. And as always, just remember, Patriots come in all colors.